Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. RKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Ah, good morning. What's up? You guys are nuts. I know we're not. We're normal. Are we? I don't know. I know this. We are the Out of Bounds Show, and we're on 105.9 The Zone ESPN right now. Brought to you by Russell's Reserve Bourbon and the Rack of Lamb, Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. We're streaming live on TheZone1059.com. Mike Leach with another W in the Southeastern Conference. I guess he, uh, I guess Leach owns Auburn. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, Twitter handle at Bow Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and go with the home team. Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Caller line 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bow Bounds and your Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Would you go Wicked Performance of the Week? I, I'd have to go Massimo Biscardi. Yeah, I'm not giving it to the, anyone on offense because of how bad they were for nine straight drives. Uh, well, and I think a lot of that's on their play caller. No, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, I think the play calling set the offensive line and Will Rogers up to... Fail. Yeah. Miserably. Um... Massimo Biscardi. Yeah. Wow. How many? If wow, I gave wow, you, wow. If I gave you 10 tries to kick from anywhere on the field, what's the farthest field goal you could kick? Uh, I don't think I could kick one Remember more than 25 I, I yards. I think I could pick, kick a PAT. If I put it at the 10, yeah, PAT, the 10-yard line, could you kick well, it off? Well, the ball's the on the three. Well, they snap it, yeah, but then yeah, the, yeah. they okay. place it at the 10. I was just making sure you weren't like, no, no, snapping I'm, it from the there's 10. There's no no offense defense. I'm just, the ball's on a tee, and you get to kick a field goal, right? Or I could someone's it. holding it from I the 10-yard line. I, I, yeah. I could eventually, maybe, probably. But if I, I gave you 10 tries, you might make one from maybe. 20. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that, I, I look, I mean, I, I don't think anyone in the stadium thought he was hitting one, let alone all three. Three. Yeah. That is incredible. 
It's an incredible job by Massimo. And his name is amazing. Yes. He's an Italian race car driver. Gotta be. Massimo Biscardi. And again, owns several vineyards in Europe. Has a small stake in a horse farm. No question. (laughs) His dad runs diamonds on the side. Yes. Right? Out of like Nigeria or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and into probably Africa and Asia, among other places. Yeah. Uh, and then they have some really, really, really cool restaurants and hotels throughout Europe. Let me ask you this question. What's more embarrassing, almost losing to Cadillac Williams at home or being an underdog to Cadillac Williams on the road? <laughs> because A&M and all their talent is walking into the plains facing Cadillac Williams. What if they lose? And their underdog. They're, so Mississippi yeah. State did not. All no, right? Thank God. The bottom line is they won the game. And again, kudos to to the guys. Yeah, it's hard to win. It counts as a dub. It, yeah, it's a dub. Nobody in another forty eight hours, nobody cares. But yeah. we we have to do our meltdown Monday armchair armchair QB deal. We're yeah. going to go back recap. The you games. find a way to win another game or two down the stretch, either regular season or bowl game, and it won't matter. Yeah, That's right, absolutely. All right, so you're you're a, you're a massive underdog uh, on circa. It was sixteen points. May have already moved this weekend against Georgia. Even Ole Miss is a big. Underdog. Although tighter than anyone other than LSU this year for Alabama in the SEC. I mean, that Alabama was a bigger That's favorite true. against everyone else. It's true. Uh, on the road, they were seven to Tennessee at home. Or on the road, they were seven to, to LSU. Now they're nine and a half to Ole Miss. I okay. mean, that's, that's as tight as it gets. Yeah. Um, and so if A&M loses at Auburn this weekend to my listeners. Six straight. And they lose to LSU at home, which I think they will. I agree. Okay? So that means they win one more game, and they they finish with four wins. One and seven in conference play. One and seven that, in conference if, if that play. that Four and eight overall. I mean, that's Sly Kroom, Ed Ogeron in 2006. All right? Gosh, if Sly's that offense. happens, mm. will they pull the plug and get in the lane sweepstakes or... Hugh Freeze? I mean, Hugh Freeze beat Arkansas. That's his biggest win. At Liberty? Absolutely. Uh, they beat Arkansas on Saturday because he had kind of, even though he's winning, he had lost his kind of buzz, and now he's getting back in the conversation. Correct. Uh, you won on and the he, road in the SEC as a monumental underdog. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You nobody in the league outside of Vanderbilt, maybe Missouri, has any business losing to a Liberty Club. I don't you. care that Hugh Freeze coaches there. I, I, like you can't lose that game. And man, if you the honeymoon, the Sam Pittman love affair was awesome, and he is easy to like. But guys, we all know what happens when you lose to a G five team. Losses are losses, baby. Okay, I mean, Mike Leach did it last year against Memphis, and there was a meltdown like uh, you know what. On Monday, yeah. uh, Dan here. Mullen had a better resume at the time and lost to a G five team, and you thought they were going to tar and feather him out of town. I mean that, and that was with a good resume. And so, Sam Pittman loses to a G five Liberty team at home. And Liberty is is Hugh Freeze going to? Will this be the year that he wins his way back into the Power Five? And is Jimbo completely safe? Even at four and eight, with an eighty-seven million dollar buyout, 
doesn't another doesn't openings at other jobs in your division make him less safe? I think it could. If I'm in College Station and I have to hire a coach, do I want to hire a coach before or after my in division rival Auburn hires a coach? Before, because I don't want them taking some. You're you're picking from the same candidates, sure, right? We both would assume that Freeze, Kiffin, maybe a Dion. Uh, it's hard for me to lump him in, but Freeze and Kiffin for sure would be top candidates. For either school, right? Well, Bjork can't hire Hugh Freeze, right? I think he could. <sighs> Whoo, that would be wild. I mean, Scott wild. Strickland hired Dan Mullen. That would be wild. Yeah, but neither was in trouble. They didn't have a history of, of the level of no. Bjork and Freeze. No, 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 no. You're right about that. But yes, I think Ross does, if he gets the opportunity, if they don't show him the door too, if Bjork gets the opportunity... And can because one thing he's a hell of a smoozer. Well, no I mean, doubt. he has no business being an athletic director at it, probably any level, but definitely Power Five. If he can convince the influential guys that he should make the hire, yeah, absolutely, he would hire. If 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 Lane's not there, I think he would hire Hugh Freeze. Oh, okay. I, I like mean, it. they they already went against the grain of the SEC office in Birmingham. Okay, so he. He are, he's already an outlaw when yeah. it comes to that. Yeah. He's not in the group, in Sankey's inner group, like John Cohen, Scott Strickland, Greg Byrne, Josh Brooks, you know, uh, Scott Woodward, Ray Tanner, all those guys, all right? Yeah. He, he, he's not in the group. They were yeah. so mad at A&M for the way they handled the the, Texas. the Nick Saban. Yeah. Com- well, well yes. I didn't go back to the Texas inclusion. The, the yeah. Texas stuff. It started with that because Bjork ran his mouth and, yeah. and Sankey and was so, like, and Shut Sankey up. was furious. Livid. Livid. I mean, he had been working on that for months. If not even longer than that, well, yeah, in reality. Maybe a couple I of mean, years. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. Um, I, who knows who the third party was that the SEC had handling all that? Handling yeah. all the things to, with the Texas Board of Regents to and keep their it chancellor. as quiet as they did yeah. until Ross Bjork ran his mouth. Yeah. Incredible. I, I think AM's going to have to make a move if they lose to Auburn. And or LSU, I don't know how you stick with them. Eighty-seven million, I think that's a rounding error for for A and M. They've got tons of money, and their athletic foundation and their boosters have plenty of money. Aggies two point underdogs on the road to Auburn right now. What if Cadillac pulls a W this weekend? Then we'll get to see them all day on Saturday on TV again. Yeehaw! The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Amazing Steaks at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Tom Luganville coming up at eight thirty on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. 
Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. We got the Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. I hope Who that? you're ready for it. Um, I drove home from Starkville on Sunday. Well, that was yesterday, and uh, yeah, I just you know I, I vegged out on some NFL. Mm. I thought it was a good day. It was a great day. Um, incredible games uh, that went down to the wire. And um, big teams either losing or coming close to losing, like the Bills. Yeah, Bills lost to the Jets. Chiefs almost lost to the Titans. I love it's crazy. I love Mike Brable. For our listeners, he's the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Fantastic. And now that Sean Payton, because Sean was salty and cocky, and you know said whatever the hell was on his mind. Now that Sean Payton is out uh, or not out, he's not coaching. Uh, he'll be back. Next year, I believe. Uh, I think he'll get to pick from, you know, gosh, four to five jobs. Yeah. Whoever um, whoever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. But Mike Vrabel is awesome for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I mean, the guy, first of all, he is one unbelievable football coach. Insane. Yeah, just like really so, They're different, but just like Sean Payton, uh, he is elevating a franchise that had they had – if they had other guys, they would not be good. You know, he's already been to the AFC Championship game. And by the way, he had to go on the road to the Ravens and Patriots to go through, yeah. to get there and then just ran into the Chiefs. Um, and that was when the Chiefs were operating on all cylinders a couple of years ago with Tyreek and so on. But the bottom line is Mike Vrabel, and look, he was so mad that, and I'm going to get back into college football in one minute. He was so upset and ticked and you know what? when the Titans moved A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Ugh. Watching him, Blake and I were laughing out, but not because it was just his his facial expression. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> okay? When he found out in the war room that they were moving off one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, you could look, the look on his face was, that just cost us two games. And in the NFL? That's playoffs and not. Yeah. Two games is, may as well be 20. And, so his quote on uh, they asked him about Derrick Henry, who obviously is a heck of a running back, and the sustainability of taking 20-plus carries every game. And Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Titans, said, and I quote, we've been able to use him, and he's helped us win a lot of games since I've been here. I don't know what else we would do. Throw it 50 times? I mean, who the blank would we throw it to? <laughs> That's the greatest quote. <laughs> I said, and I th- you know what? He doesn't give a blank. No, if you're a receiver you know, on that team, you must feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and in the NFL, they can say this stuff. You know, we dance around this stuff. <laughs> They're college kids. And then we dance around this in high school kids. Oh, my gosh. Um, so here's the deal. Mike, you know why Mike Vrabel can say that? 
and the front office can't do a damn thing with the uh, Tennessee Titans? Here's why. Because Mike Vrabel is like Sean Payton. He would have a job in .02 seconds. Yep. yep. And I'm talking about he would field multiple offers. From good teams, not in just In less ones. than one second. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so 100%. I just want to get through that. Let's get back into college football. A.J. Brown, the electric. A.J. Brown <laughs> is ridiculous. He's so good. Yeah. All right, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone uh, is brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Remember this name. Superior. Superior Foundation. Superior.ms. Also, Whit McGee, the mortgage man. Mortgagemanms.com. All right, here we go. The dynasty's over at Alabama. And that does not mean that Nick Saban cannot win another title. That's not what I mean. The, the, Walt, help me out here. The dynasty is over. Uh, they are not going to win the title two years in a row or every other year going forward because of what has happened in the world of college football, because of Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that Brian Kelly is at LSU, he can coach his you-know-what off. Yep. And now he didn't have, at Notre Dame, he didn't have elite talent. I know they I know they averaged 8, 9, 10 recruiting class. There's a massive gap in difference between being the first, second, or third recruiter and the number nine. And okay? also who your who your class is made up of to get to that no point. question. The and, and, type and of bodies. Notre Dame always yeah. gets a little bit of a bump, okay? Yeah. yeah. The they're, Texas bump. Their high threes, low fours, mid mid fours get a little bit of a bump yep. like Texas and, yep. and Southern Cal yep. in, in Michigan. It's just the way it is. Big brand, massive membership numbers, subscriber numbers on two four seven sports. Y'all, y'all know the algorithm game. It is what it is. All right. So now that Brian Kelly is at LSU and will have elite talent, it's over. Yep. The dynasty's over. Here's something else. If Lane goes to Auburn or Woo. A&M, Woo. and I know only Mississippi State homers like Greg McElroy and Brandon Marcello and Jordan Rogers, among others, are talking about this, but if Lane ends up at a place, and Ole Miss is a phenomenal job, and you can win a ton of games, and in a 12-team playoff, Lane could drive you to the playoffs. But the bottom line is we don't have the 12-team playoff yet. Nope. Okay? And two, Lane understands the game. He's been at Southern Cal, and he's been at Tennessee, and he's been at Ole Miss. And he it's not going to be money. Ole Miss is going to match whatever, whoever comes after. And he may say no. It may not be the exact what he wants to do. But the bottom line is the West has been down in 20, 21, and 22. And Lane Train has taken advantage. Uh, Mississippi State, kinda. But hey, Mike went seven and five with an absolutely average roster last year. You could say they're doing the same thing this year, though. Okay, and and, and they're an average roster this year. Yeah. Okay. A- average for uh, what you can be. Correct. Okay. Ole Miss has had more juice on their roster the last two years. So Mike, again, phenomenal coach, doing a really good, a great job. Probably not. A damn good job. Yes. Yeah. Kiffin's doing an amazing job. Yep. Auburn and, and or A&M will figure it out. And then I think Florida, with all their NIL cash, will fi- will figure it out. My point is to come back to this. The, the dynasty's over. Blake, how long is the Brian Kelly audio? Uh, About a 
30 seconds or so? All right, let's drop it. This is Brian. Hey, remember how we talk about how you, you have to go get Bama? You have to go get the game. It's not, they're not going to come to you. This is Brian Kelly after the win. There was no way I was going to let somebody else decide the outcome of this game. We weren't going to come back in this locker room and say, I wish we got this call or that call because the only people I trust are the guys in this locker room. And I will go to war with any one of you guys anytime. So when it's about winning a ball game, I'm going to let you guys decide who wins the ball. Uh, you have to go get them. Love it. You have to go hunt them. Love it. You have to take risk. Um, and too many coaches are so risk averse. Yep. Along with ADs, but uh, just people in business. So too many coaches are so risk averse that they can't ever have a win like that. And as good as Dan Mullen was, he allowed somebody at Bama to dictate. Okay, yep. when he punted on Bama's 41-yard line with a yard and a half to go yep. on fourth down. Brian Kelly said, we got to go get that. You have to go get them, and you have to drive a stake in their heart, and you have to keep doing it because they have so many crazy, uber-competitive athletes. They're not going to go away. Yeah, and every time you and give they Alabama— they weren't going to go away in Death Valley Saturday Every night. time you give Alabama one more chance, they probably have a better shot of beating you. I mean, that's just how talented they are. Because Bryce Young is an absolute yeah. freak. I love it. And you know what Brian Kelly just did? He just solidified himself in that locker room. They will they will die for that. Yeah, man that, at that's this a point. good that's a great it's kinda like Hugh Freeze. When Hugh went and got Bama, the buy-in in that old Miss locker room went to another level. Okay. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Tom Luganville coming up next on the Yingling Lager guest line. We'll also have the Bank Plus Player of the Week, Mississippi High School Player of the Week at 915. Friday Night Lights is always powered by Bank Plus. It's more than a name. It's a promise. Time for a max effort Monday. Yeah. In the car or at the office. It's time to give it your max effort, just like Bo and Blake. So, hey, don't let your family down like a did on vacation, right? Come on, get off your ass. Oh and give it a max effort. I'm ready to take this all away. I forgot about that return liner. Interesting. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, brought to you by the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. We're also brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. How about that? Alabama's most talented, best quarterback in the history of their program is not going to win the national championship. You just never know. You don't. I mean, Greg McElroy and Jay Barker are going to go home with national championships uh and and jake coker did i get that right i think that was right right kid from mobile that, why you got to blindside these poor kids i'm not saying they're i mean they're not good college players but they're they're better than me but they're not what we're talking about here uh bryce young is not gonna win a national championship and yet the kid is uh you know just a ridiculous talent we welcome in our friend national college football analyst with espn who probably got back to Charlotte, North Carolina from Los Angeles in the Pac-12 after dark Southern Cal-Cal game at about 11 a.m. yesterday. Tom Luganville joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Good morning, Tom Luganville. Oh, 11 a.m. I wish I got home at 11 a.m. 
That would have been that would have been delightful. <laughs> what time did you get home? <laughs> About two thirty. Oh man! Yeah, oh. it was brutal. I had a so we get home from the Coliseum. I had to call off of my radio show. Um, we get home from the Coliseum. It is about 12 midnight, and my wake-up call was at 3.30 for a 6 a.m. flight. We're about 40 minutes from LAX. So do the, do the math. Y- yesterday was I got home, and my poor wife, she, she looked at me, and she could tell I wasn't in the greatest of spirits. <laughs> and then I had, I had an ESPN.com deadline that I was working on yesterday when all I wanted to do was just I just wanted to lay on the sofa and do nothing. Sure. And uh, so you got, I got some action tomorrow night. So I got to get back on a plane today and, uh, and, and go call some ball in the max and then come back and prepare some more for our Saturday contest. And off we go. Wow. You've got a Mac game. You're, you're two jump- weeks in a row. How about that? You're hopping back on a plane today. Yeah, today. And then I, I'll go, I'll do, I'll host um, pac 12 radio tomorrow for three hours. Then go do that game. <laughs> go do that game. And then come back on Wednesday morning and do college football live that afternoon. And then Thursday morning, I have ACC radio for three hours before I go to Salt Lake City and see Utah. <laughs> Damn, Tom Luganville. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those uh, American Express hey. travel miles will come in handy when Miss Luganville wants to go to the Bahamas uh, exactly after football right. season. Okay. And by the way, by the way, we could all be digging ditches. That's right. Amen right? to that. Amen We're to that. We're sitting here talking ball and having a great time, and that's all that matters. We always got to keep that right. We got to keep the main thing about the main, the main thing, thing yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so Bryce Young, here's what's crazy about sports. Uh, Bryce Young's amazing. and yeah. But he's not going to win a national championship at, at Bama, and Stetson Bennett could walk out of Georgia with two. How about that, Tom mm. Bill? Uh, well, Pretty simple answer to that question. You and it, well, it's not a question, but it is. It's a, you know, you're sitting there looking at it, and you're going, "Wow, you know, how how can that be?" Well, guess who? Guess what? Alabama's been sloppier than Georgia. Yeah. I mean, at the at the end of the day, like for example, you take a look. The I, that game, watch that game before our game. That's kind of beauty sometimes of being on the West Coast, is you get to see a lot of the day play out. And I, I immediately went to team stats after that, and I looked at. A couple areas, third down conversion rate on offense. LSU was better than Alabama. Turnovers, LSU was better than Alabama. Rush attempts, all right? LSU had more than Alabama. You've heard me talk about that before. So all, it all kind of aligned, right? I mean, it, it, that's why LSU won the game. Penalties, Alabama, more penalties than LSU. That's been a, that reared its ugly head um, all year long. And so... You look at the national championship game a year ago, made more mistakes than the opponent did. I mean, when it, 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 sometimes we overcomplicate this game, and even when you have a great football team um, and you go on the road in a hostile environment, uh, for all of the athletic gifts and all of the production and how impressive Bryce Young is, when you actually look at that, that first or second drive of the game and you see that ill-advised throw he made in the end zone, well, what was the difference in the game? One point, right? Yeah. If he just if he just eats it, goes to the ground, they're coming away with at least three, probably seven, and now all of a sudden we're talking about a different outcome. But guess what? He made a mistake, and he made a mistake that LSU didn't make, and it took points off the board. And so those things, man, they they start to build, they start to compound, and it's it's tough to get over it. And and the reason why 
Tom, is because Bryce Young knows he has to press because he has to overcompensate for what they are not. What they were a couple years ago with Waddle and Devontae and da-da-da, but they're, they're not that anymore, Tom. Right. And, and so he understands that he's got to do it. You know, look, some of these guys I'm referencing, I'm not taking shots at, but but mm-hmm. but Mac Jones had different personnel, and so did Jake Coker. Sure. Tom, sure. He did. They Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Greg McElroy did too. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and again, too, you also had they were on teams that were making less mistakes. They were on teams that um, uh, it was a little bit different in the sense that they were they were really pulling out and ahead of 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 the rest of the pack of college football. And now we've seen college football kind of, you know, play catch up a little bit. Um, I mean, you look at Georgia and, and you look at LSU, you look at what Ole Miss has been able to accomplish. Um, so it's, you know, the level of competition, I think, is incre- I think it's become a more competitive landscape, if you will. Yes. All right, so with what Kirby's doing, and now LSU has a real coach who will have elite talent. He didn't have it at Notre Dame. Not that elite. Um this, this is a little bit of a shift. Now, I'm not doing this for a hot take, Tom Luganville. But, okay. Uh, and I do believe that they can win it again before Saban heads out into the sunset. But the dynasty that we know from 2009 until Mac Jones last the 2020 champion, that's over. Because Georgia is here to stay. Uh, LSU is coming. And Ohio State's here. And then there will be another team. I just think it's a more difficult path than it was during that 12-week run. Am I crazy? What do you think? No, I, I think you're 100% Twelve years, excuse correct. Me. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% correct. And listen, I think it's foolish for us to say, and you, and you phrase it correctly, nobody's saying that the sky is falling in Tuscaloosa. Nobody's saying that all of a sudden this is going to be a, a mediocre program. We're not saying that. But – it's very, very clear, and I don't want to say that the torch has been passed, but it's very clear that Georgia has become what we saw Alabama yes. become in the last you know, 13 to 15 years. That is now happening in Athens, right? And, again, that's not to take away from the accomplishments of Alabama, but oh. we also got to acknowledge, we've got to acknowledge that this wasn't going on forever. right. And we get spoiled and we get conditioned to believe that this, this is, this is going to be here forever and it's never going to go away and we're never going to struggle. And we're, and, you know, that's not reality. I mean, that's just, it's not how it works. And Tom Luganville, national college football analyst with ESPN. He's on the Yingling Lager guest line uh, over, you know, we're our proximity to T town, Tom. I mean, it's right here. It's two and a half hours sure. away. And over the last 15, 20 years, we've cultivated a lot of relationships. My dad went to the University of Alabama. And so here's what I was told Sunday by somebody who I trust. He said, uh, here's what's going to happen. Saban didn't really go into it real hard. They're going to go into the portal. And he's going to go big game hunting because he has to. Not that the roster's bad. State don't miss and Arkansas would sell their soul. But... To get where, back where he wants to be, Tom, he is going to dive head first, along with his assistants, into the transfer portal to go after the elite, elite, elite players, in my opinion. What do you think? If, if we assume that the players that they would be going after are head and shoulders better than what they already have. I think that's the thing that we've got to remember is for the vast majority, 
probably for 98% of, of college football rosters. When they're going into the transfer portal, there are players in that portal that are clearly better than what they currently have, right? But if you're an Alabama, if you're Clemson, if, if, if you're um, an Ohio State, if you're Georgia right now, if you're going to do that, it's not like you're going to bring in 15 guys. There's not 15 guys in the portal that are better than what you have. But there could be a Jameson could Williams, be three. right? Yeah, there could be a Henry Toto, right? So I think they've done that, but I don't see them doing that with more than two to five guys in a class. I, I, I really don't because you can't do it just for the sake of doing it if the player isn't an upgrade over what you have. And at a place like Alabama, there's not many of those guys out there. I'll tell you the one thing. I saw this. This is a quote, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was a quote from a former Alabama player, and I found it very, very interesting because this was a fear that I had had in all of this landscape for everybody as we started to move into this new world. And the, the quote, again, I'm paraphrasing, was, I'll tell you what's wrong with Alabama, NIL. NIL is what's wrong with Alabama because they've lost their edge and they've lost their hunger. And I, I started to think about that. And, and, you know, the one thing that NIL can do is it creates and promotes individualism. And it creates and can promote a me, me, me type attitude. And what, what's the one thing that Nick Saban has been able to protect his roster from during his entire tenure at Alabama? It's that very thing. It's the, the team the, the long-term outlook of things, the development for the NFL, if you, if you just do what we, what we preach and what we coach you to do over the course of your career, this is likely what is going to happen uh, for you. And now we're in this different landscape where it's not necessarily about the team. I mean, and I just, I thought, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case. I thought it was a very interesting statement by a former Alabama player um, that obviously has some concerns about, you know, the, the state of how this team is playing. Well, they're not near as talented. Uh, the Scott Cochran, I mean, we did a whole show on this a couple of years uh -huh. ago. The legendary strength and conditioning coach that came out of the Tommy Moffitt deal at LSU who joined Saban at Alabama and was there forever and super close to Kirby Smart. He left a few years ago and so on. And bottom line is his two, his two coordinators are not good enough when it comes to offensive and defensive scoring efficiency. And at Alabama, that's quite frankly unacceptable. So I think Saban will, will make a move there too. But they're out of the college football playoff, and so is Clemson. So as you size this thing up, Tom, do you think last year we thought we might have it because Ole Miss has – had an NFL QB who had mobility, all right? And the game just, it was 35 to nothing before I could even drink a yingling, all right? And it just didn't go as advertised. Uh -huh. Now Bama goes to Ole Miss this year, and, you know, they're on the ropes. They're not playing for a college football playoff berth anymore. Do you think that Ole Miss, they couldn't do it last year. Can they make this a four-quarter four game in Oxford this weekend? Based off of what we've seen to this point, the answer to that question should be yes. But I'll tell you, man, what Alabama somehow finds a way to do, we've talked about this before, when things don't go their way or they lose or they have a, a rough outing, this is what we're going to find out about this, this particular team is when there's not a college football playoff berth on the line, 
what is their grip, what is their give a crap quotient for the citrus bowl, right? What is, and, 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 and to get there, which means you'd have to win out the rest of the way, right? But I, I think that's, that's a concern. But I also think if you're Lane Kiffin, you're expecting Alabama's best because you've worked for the guy that's leading Alabama, and that is not going to be an easy environment in Tuscaloosa this week. Right. And I, I just yeah, – they, they still have superior players across the board. They have the superior quarterback. Um, what you need to have happen if you're Ole Miss is you need Alabama to continue to be sloppy. Yeah. You know, you need Alabama to continue to have poor third-down conversion rate and commit almost double-digit penalties every week. You need them to not be able to run the football effectively. I mean, those things have to come into play. So to answer your question, I think even if those things are a, a positive for Alabama – Ole Miss has improved enough to have that game at home and to be able to be in the game in the fourth quarter. Now, Jackson Dart can't turn the ball over three times. No. But um, I do think if, they're, if, if both teams play well, absolutely, that's, that's more than uh, a fair assessment of how that game plays out. All right, let's go to Georgia and what Kirby is doing, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what a defensive game plan by Kirby oh. and Mushan. But actually, you know what? It was simple. Do you want to know why? Tell me. It was simple. They went into that game and essentially said, we have better players than you. We are not going to give you options defensively. You're going to see one thing from us, and it's going to be man-to-man defense, and it's going to be up in your face. And if you, That offense, and it's a great college offense, but there's some run-and-shoot elements to the offense that are predicated upon defensive movement in the secondary after the ball has been snapped, right? So, you know, we always hear about the, the RPO game, right? Run pass option. The operative word in the RPO game is option. Well, you're trying to give yourself an option based off of the leverage or the position of the defender. Where is he? Where is he going? And then where he moves, we go the opposite direction. Well, the only way to take away the RPO game is to play man-to-man defense across the board. Because now there is no option. The player isn't in a conflict of assignment. He's assigned to an individual man. You can't option him. All right, so that's number one. Most people don't have the talent to do that. Most people don't have the personnel to line up and not give up explosive plays. Georgia does. Secondly, on the outside, as you've watched Tennessee, how outstanding has Tennessee been this year when well, it's come to explosive vertical plays? Good grief. Right? Unbelievable. So what is, and, and so what, but what they do is it's all based upon leverage. So let's just say I'm the wide receiver coming off of the football, and I'm playing a corner. He's six to seven yards off of me. And I come off the ball, and that corner jumps into an outside technique. That's telling me post-snap that I'm taking my route to the inside of him, and I'm going to use his leverage against him. All right, let's just say I come off the ball, and now we're going to go down field, and that corner jumps inside. So where am I going to go? I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go vertical outside. So what Georgia did is Georgia just said, we're not giving you the two-way go. If you watch Keely Ringo and how he played, how he played Cedric Tillman, how he played Jalen Hyatt, He's a freak. they got head up, pressed man-to-man, and said, all right, Hendon Hooker, we're going to pressure you. Let's see if you can drop that ball in a bucket when your wide receiver is not running wide open. And it was as simple as that. That's mm-hmm. what they did. We're better than you. We're going to play man. You can't RPO us. We're not going to give your outside target the two-way go. Let's see if you can beat us. All right, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves, but sometimes it is what it is. 
are they head and shoulders above anybody else, Tom? Georgia? Yeah. Well, I think they are. I think they're they're they've kind of come out of the play down to the level of competition funk that they were right. in for the first five to six weeks of the season. They've kind of grown past that. Um, you know, they're not even necessarily like, – they got Jalen Carter back, but they don't have Nolan uh, Smith. Um, so they're not playing with a full slate of personnel. I still think that we undervalue Stetson Bennett in terms of what he provides. I think anybody who wants to call him a game manager is sorely mistaken with, with, with that assessment of him. He's continually proven that to be an inaccurate evaluation of him. So I think that part is, 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 is something that people got to reevaluate. I think Ohio State has some inconsistencies. Michigan cannot create explosive plays, nor are they very effective in the red area on offense. Um, TCU does not have Georgia's roster. No. So that's, I mean, we can eliminate God, that. They get so, yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that's the thing. So, yeah, to answer your question, if you really start to peel back the layers, yeah. Yeah, they are, they are better than head and shoulders better than everybody else. All right, let's finish with, uh, with Jimbo. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're they're a disaster. They're a disaster. I actually think they may consider the eighty-seven million just because it's a rounding error in in College Station. If he finishes four and eight, if they go to Auburn and lose this weekend, and we all believe that they will lose to LSU at home on Thanksgiving weekend, do you see a scenario where the influential boosters and or Chancellor President make a move, Luke's? I I don't. Um... And, and and if they did, I mean, it just it just goes to tell you that anybody who thinks that money matters is is sorely mistaken when it comes to winning and losing. People will get desperate. They've got money to lose, and they're willing to do what it takes to correct the issue, no matter how much it's going to cost them. I don't think that they would do that. Um, but this Auburn game, it's interesting you ask that question, and that's who the opponent is. Because you know how difficult of a place that is to play, sure. right? And Auburn, aside from Texas A&M, has probably been the one time, the one team that's had as bad a quarterback issues and as bad a quarterback play as A&M has had. If Texas A&M were to lose to Auburn with their quarterback play, that's going to be a real problem. That's what I would be concerned I, about I, because. I, whew, here, oh here's something goodness. else, Tom. You know teams do this. The fact that Auburn's throwing their name in the hat for Lane and maybe Hugh Freeze, uh, and they are, they're going to make, you know this, they're going to make Lane say no. Whether he does, who knows. But right. I wonder if that makes A&M move if they lose to Auburn and LSU and finish 4-8. and eight. Well, I mean, anything's possible. And again, we're talking about big money power brokers with the largest university endowment in the country. Um, if they want to, they can if they want to, they can. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I, I kind of, and I'm not making excuses for Jimbo, but like, like, what is it, Murphy's Law, anything bad that can happen, will happen? I mean, you, they, they finally go out two weeks ago, and it looks like they find a quarterback, and then all of a sudden Saturday morning they have a flu outbreak, and 18 players can't go, and the quarterback's one of them. Sure. It's like, what are the odds, right? Like, what are the chances that that happens? And that's the type of season that they've been having all year long, though. What can go wrong does. Hugh Freeze. All right, we got to let you go, but Hugh Freeze, huge win over Arkansas. That may be enough to propel him, catapult him into a, a Power 5 job. Would you be surprised 
if you freeze is hired in the first week of December or second, whatever, uh, at a power five school, Tom. No, no, no. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be curious to know exactly what the layout of the contract he currently signed is um, and, and, and what type of role that plays uh, in, 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 you know, other suitors that would be looking at, you know, potentially looking at him. But no, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's been a, he's been successful everywhere he's been and he's turned things around quickly everywhere. He's True. Been. And I think if you're Auburn, that's what's most attractive about him is he has a proven track record of quick turnaround. If you had to bet a hundred bucks, Kiffin or freeze to Auburn. Uh, freeze. Okay. Cool. Um, have a great week, and uh, I know the American Express points are going to be great for you and the crew. Yeah, right? <laughs> Take care, Thanks, buddy. Guys. Have a good weekend, man. See ya. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN on the Out of Bounds Show. You know, I feel like we have to – it's like rapid fire with him because I have him on on Monday, uh, and he does such a great job. Um but it's just like I want to get to 97 things with him. Yeah, we, we coming could, off the weekend. We could take his whole Pac 12 show and just do a real show about SEC football. Yeah, I could have Tom on for two hours on yeah. Monday. Because you could do and an then hour. I could really walk through everything yeah, I want to. An hour of recap and an hour of preview. That's easily. Right. That's right. He thinks that Ole Miss has a shot to make that game a four quarter game in Oxford. Line is stretched out to 11 and a half in favor of the tide overnight. So okay. went from about seven and a half to 11 and a half in 24 hours. So okay. still money coming in on the, on the Crimson Tide. They haven't lost three regular season games since 2010. Yeah. It's the last time they lost two regular season games. Incredible. What a run by Saban. Magical. Unbelievable. Um, and by the way, that's a 230 CBS kick, Blake, in Oxford. For Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. So, and that game is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. It is an armchair QB Monday. We'll have the uh, High School Player of the Week brought to you by Bank Plus at 915.